All right, so I want to introduce um, our, our speaker this weekend. Bob Sorge um, is just a, an amazing man of God who has ministered to me. We had Bob out here at our church several years ago for a worship conference, and I've heard him in other contexts as well. And, and uh, what, I, what, what I mentioned at the workshop this morning, what I, what I mentioned there was every time I've heard Bob speak, it... I, after hearing him speak, I always want to hang out with Jesus more. Um, I, I, I want to spend more time with Jesus, and um, and I just love that anointing on his life and his his ministry. And so I'm so thankful that he's here and that we as a church get to hear him speak. He's a father of three, grandfather of six proud grandfather of six um, and uh, lives in Kansas City and so uh, we're thrilled to have you. He's an author. There are a number of his books um, that are available after the service. They're out on a book table and so we encourage you to, to check those out. So I want to pray for Bob and then turn it over to him. So God, thank you for this man. Thank you for his life and his ministry, even through pain the way you speak through him. And we just ask you to give him a fresh word tonight and that our hearts would be open to hearing you, um, hearing what you have for us. So soften our hearts, fill him with your strength, fill him Holy Spirit. We just entrust him to you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Alan. Such a delight for me to be with you this weekend. Uh, a word of explanation about my voice. I suffered an injury to my voice 24 years ago that left my voice very weak, painful to use, and Dave is doing wonders on the sound system to make it work for us this weekend. So just a word of explanation there. And um, when Alan asked me to speak on this topic of experiencing more of the Holy Spirit, uh, I've just been having a marvelous time this weekend with, with you. And now, I, we didn't plan this, but the session that he taught this morning, or on the video to the other campus on Saturday morning, the session that Alan taught is it's very similar to the message that God gave me for, for us this weekend. And uh, so it seems like uh, the Lord is just wanting to reinforce something. I just want to say, you want to get that session that your pastor did Saturday morning at the 1015. It was amazing. It was getting Pastor Allen at his best. I'm just saying so find it and listen to it. You'll appreciate that message a whole lot. I'm going to begin with my closing statement. If you will honor the Holy Spirit by including him more in the daily decisions of life, you will experience more of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be saying just one very simple, practical thing in this message tonight. I invite you to pray with me. Heavenly Father, we ask for your grace now upon the ministry of the Word of God. May everyone receive something from your heart. We ask in Jesus' name. Now, here at Christ Community, we believe in the Trinity. 
God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In one of the passages that is one of our strongest passages in that to support that doctrine is 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4, where Paul speaks of all three persons of the Trinity, and he seems to indicate that all three of them want to have a distinct relationship with us. So if you want to get closer to Jesus, draw on his grace. If you want to get closer to the Father, give yourself to the love of God, the amazing love of God that has made you his child. And if you want to draw closer to the Holy Spirit, our scripture speaks of the communion of the Holy Spirit. It's the Greek word koinonia, which there's a variety of definitions for koinonia. I think they have them for you on the screen. And in terms of our scripture in 2 Corinthians 13, the primary meaning there is partnership. I personally want to have a more meaningful relationship with all three persons of the Trinity. I want to know the Father better. I want to know Jesus better. And I want to know the Holy Spirit better. And so I intentionally pursue a stronger relationship with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say just three things about the Holy Spirit that I'm going to come to the simple message that's on my heart for us tonight. The first thing I want to say, I love the Holy Spirit. That may sound a little bit odd to someone, but you know the Bible does tell us to love God and the Holy Spirit is God. And I just I just want to say, Holy Spirit, I love your presence. I love the sweetness of your nearness. I love the way the Holy Spirit is always promising us things. Jesus called him the Spirit of Promise in Acts 1 verse 4. And one reason that he called him that is because he's always promising things to us. If you'll listen, he'll say things like this to you. I'm with you. I'm closer than ever. I'm going to help you. I promise. And I love that about the Holy Spirit always promising things to us. And that's why, the second thing I want to say about the Holy Spirit, that's why I never want to quench or grieve the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul indicated in Scripture that it's possible to do that. We have First Corinth, First Thessalonians five, nineteen. I'm not sure. If the, um, there come the next one. What's our next one? Let's. They're gonna find it. Through the apostle, 
the Lord said that it's possible to grieve the Holy Spirit or to quench the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I love you too much to do that. I'm asking that you would save me from ever grieving or quenching you. And the third thing I want to say about the Holy Spirit is that his presence is so very real. Now, the Bible tells us that God is in heaven. Jesus is seated at his right hand. So the Father and the Son are seated in heaven right now. But the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is here with us right now. The Holy Spirit is as real with us right now as Jesus was in his bodily presence. And I love this about the Holy Spirit. If you pause right now, you can probably sense his presence with you right now because he's here. Now, if that feels a little bit awkward to you, I want to try to help a little bit. If I can make this practical and what I'm about to say, if it doesn't help you, then just dismiss it. But the seat of the human spirit is right about in this area right here. The seat of the human spirit is not in your mind. It's not in your toes. It's actually in this area. I think Jesus was speaking of that when he said in John 7, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. So Jesus said that out of the belly, that word means belly or womb or abdomen. Jesus was speaking about this part of our human frame. And I don't quite understand it, but somehow the human spirit functions from this vicinity. So when I'm trying to connect with the Holy Spirit, I'm not trying to do it here or not even here, but here in the gut area if I can say it like that. The human spirit, Pastor Ellen made mention of it in the Saturday workshop, the human spirit is kind of like a muscle. It's something that you can actually exercise. You know, if you want to build up your biceps, you can target that muscle and actually strengthen a specific muscle by targeting it. The same thing is true with your spirit. If you want to experience more of the Holy Spirit, you can actually target your spirit and say, Lord, I want to get stronger in my spirit so that I can experience you more. The scripture said of John the Baptist, this is Luke 1 verse 80, the child grew and became strong in spirit. It says the same thing about Jesus when he was a child in Luke 2 verse 40. So both John and Jesus knew what it was to become strong in spirit. They both 
exercised their spirits to become stronger. And so this is how I try to experience the Holy Spirit more. I try to connect with Him and respond to Him from this general area. When I'm wanting to sense His presence, I'm not functioning from my analytical mind. I'm functioning from my spirit. Now that helps me. If it doesn't help you, don't worry about it. My text tonight, when Pastor Allen asked me to speak on this topic, the text that came to me was Romans 8, verse 14. This is my leading text for our message tonight. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Now, I want you to notice what the verse does not say. It does not say, but as many as are sons of God, these are led by the Spirit of God. doesn't say that. Because not all sons are led of the Spirit of God. Let me say it another way. Not all sons have exercised their spirit enough to come to the place where they are now being led by the Spirit of God. But when you find yourself being led by the Spirit, something happens inside of you and you know that you're a son of God because he said it very clearly if you are led of the Holy Spirit guaranteed you are a child of God now I'd like to speak tonight about a specific way to experience the Holy Spirit that is very similar to what uh, Alan shared in, the, in his Saturday workshop, but it's just a little bit different, and I hope that it can be helpful to you. I'd like to invite you to consider to include the Holy Spirit in an everyday way many times or multiple times throughout each day. I believe it's possible to be led of the Spirit throughout the course of a day. Having frequent fellowship with the Holy Spirit. For example, I don't think there's anybody in our room that gets up in the morning, drinks a gallon of water, and then says, I am now hydrated for the day. You take water incrementally throughout the course of your day. And I think the water of the Holy Spirit is a similar dynamic that the Lord doesn't want us just coming to our secret place, guzzling down at the fire hydrant of the Holy Spirit, and then saying, I'm done for the day. I think he wants to have a communing fellowship with us throughout the course of every 
every day where he leads us step by step and where we have partnership with him every day. And I'd like to make one simple suggestion of how to do this. How many think you could remember one thing if I said it tonight? If the preacher would just say one thing, I might be able to hang on to it. Okay, so here it is. One simple thing that I'd like you to remember from this message. Ask the Holy Spirit yes or no questions. That's it. <clears throat> Let me explain what I'm talking about. In the Old Testament, there was this thing called the Urim and the Thummim. And uh, nobody knows exactly what it was. But there was a, uh, it was called a Urim and a Thummim. And these two things were attached to the breastplate of the high priest. And they would use them for, for to, to, to consult God. And God would somehow communicate with the king uh, through the Urim and the Thummim. And nobody knows how it worked. And so I'm just going to mention one theory right now. I want to emphasize this is a theory. It may not have been like this. But there were two things. There was a Urim and a Thummim. And one possible explanation is that it was this kind of thing where you would ask a question and, well, Lord, if we need to do this, then let this one vibrate. And if we should do this, then let this one vibrate. If the answer's yes, then let it be here. If the answer's no, then let it be here. And it's possible that the Urim and the Thummim were a function of yes, no. So that when David consulted the Urim and Thummim, I don't know, do we have First Samuel 30 for the screen? But when David consulted the Urim and Thummim, he, uh, uh, it's I think the next frame, give us the next frame. He asked a yes, no question. And the Lord answered him. It seems as though they came to the Urim and Thummim with a kind of a yes, no sort of question, and then God answered. Uh, let me give you now a New Testament basis for what I'm suggesting tonight. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That word rule in the original Greek language is the same word that was used to describe the function of judges in athletic games, something like an umpire functions in baseball for us today. So an umpire, he'll go, that was a ball or it was a strike. He'll say, you were safe or you were out. And umpires kind of have this yes, no, on, off kind of function. The Amplified Bible picks up on it. And here's the, how the Amplified Bible renders Colossians 3.15. 
Let the peace of God rule your heart, acting as an umpire, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. So the peace of God seems to be an on-off kind of thing. Do you have peace? Do you not have peace? And so this yes, no, on, off, kind of function with the Holy Spirit seems to have some scriptural precedent. So here's what I'd like to suggest. If you would like to experience the Holy Spirit more, let me suggest something. Come to the Holy Spirit and just say something like, help me, lead me. And then get real still. Now this part is important. Alan emphasized it. It's important to still our spirits, still our soul and our mind, so that we can discern the gentle promptings. Because when the Holy Spirit speaks, sometimes it's very gentle. So I want to get very still. Then I want to say, stop analyzing. Because when you look at the situation that's in front of you, if you're like me, you analyze the thing to death. But somehow I need to stop all my analyzing. As the scripture says, lean not on your own understanding. If I'm going to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say about my situation, I've got to stop my own analyzing. And now listen, because I'm trying to hear what he has to say on the situation that I'm bringing to him. So I still myself, I stop the analyzing. And then, let me suggest it like this. Try to frame your question as a, or your request, as a yes or no question. Can you do it? Should I send my child to public school or to private school? Can you make it a yes, no, or either or kind of question? And then now here's how it works for me. I don't know if it'll work like this for you. I'll just tell you how it works for me. I settle myself then and in my, now, I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm functioning somewhere around here. And in my spirit, I'm going, Lord, just tilt me one way or the other way. If I should send my child to public school, let my spirit just kind of go in this way. If I should send my child to private school, let it go like this. And then I listen and weigh and consider what is the Holy Spirit communicating. I'm trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit because I am a son. 
and I want to be led in this decision by the Holy Spirit. You may be amazed, if you will try this, how the Holy Spirit is not only willing, but eager to lead the children of God. And for me, it's a kind of a, a almost a, I don't know how to describe it, but which way does my spirit seem to be inclined? Not rationally, because sometimes his leading is counterintuitive. I don't want to know what, what am I thinking is the best answer. It's Holy Spirit. What is your answer? You can do this, moms and dads, in your family. Your child has a certain friend. Go to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, should I be okay with this friendship? Is it a yes? Or should I discourage it? Is it a no? I'm concerned about my son. Lord, do I need to be concerned right now? Or do I just need to relax my being overly sensitive? Is this a time of concern? Lord, if I need to be concerned for where my son is right now, I'm asking, direct my spirit this way. If I need to relax, Holy Spirit, let it be this way. And then wait on him. I was talking to my wife this week, and I was just explaining to her the message God had put on my heart for you. And she starts to well up with tears in her eyes. And she says, I've been doing this with Jesus all my life. She says, raising our kids, this is how I always talked with the Lord to make decisions related to our kids. It might be a relational area that you're interested in the Lord's help. Lord, should I date this guy? You've got something over here going Y-E-S. But wait, what does the Holy Spirit have to say? Calm your soul and ask him, Holy Spirit, should I date this guy? And let the Holy Spirit help you. Somebody's thinking right now, well, I didn't include the Holy Spirit, and I'm already dating the guy. Okay. Then make it this question. Lord, should I stay in this relationship? Somebody goes, you mean that God really cares about this stuff? Listen, if it's important to you, it's important to him. In your career. Now I'm just gonna, I'm just giving examples now of things that we can bring to the Lord. How about in your career? Lord, should I go to this school? This school or this school? Should I take 
this major or this major. Sometimes when you're trying to figure out what major to take, you've got so many options, you can't figure the thing out. Maybe the Holy Spirit would like to help you. If you bring it to the Lord as an open question, like, Lord, what should I do? It's almost like the Lord's going, how do I convey it to you? But if you ask it as a yes or no question, okay. Now, for me, this has become so easy, such an easy on-ramp for me. I've been doing this all week. I'm kind of thankful that, Alan, that you gave me this topic because it just put me on to something, and I've been doing it all week. I, I did it with this message. I, I was like, okay, what, what's the message for this, on, for, for, for this uh, weekend? I came to this verse, and it was like, no. Then I said, how about this verse? No. Romans 8, verse 14, yes. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. You can do this in regards to your finances. Should I enter into this business partnership? After you've done all your analyzing, how about inviting the Holy Spirit into the decision? How about your health? Should I have this surgery? Should I take this medication? Is this the right doctor? I think that we can ask the Lord these kinds of questions. And if you ask it in a yes or no manner, it just seems easy to receive input from the Holy Spirit. And he's like, I want to walk with you in the things of in the things of life. I want to incline your spirit one way or the other. If you don't get an inclination, try changing the question or maybe just wait. Maybe it's not time for the answer yet. Isaiah 28 verse 16 says, whoever believes will not act hastily. What that verse means for me is that when we are people of faith, do we have that one for the screen? Isaiah 28, 16. When we are people of faith, we never make decisions hastily. When you're a person of faith, you will always wait until God gives you a confidence. This is the way to go. And if the Lord hasn't given you that assurance yet, then just say to someone, I just don't, I'm just not ready to make that decision yet. They're going, you have to decide by Monday. And you're going, I'm sorry. I don't have an answer for you yet because I believe that as I wait on God when the time is right, he will speak to me and give me the right answer in that moment. So I'm going to make this, uh, I'm going to give you some optional homework this week. This week, 
the response to this message is actually not going to be so much in the room now. It's going to be more when you go home. Do we have a slide for that? I'm hoping that we can find that slide on some homework that I want to suggest for you. Have we got it? The homework slide. We're working on it. Okay, here it is. Identify an area of life in which you want to be led more by the Spirit. Now, this is something I'm suggesting that you go home and do this week. Homework on the message today. Identify an area that you want to be led by the Spirit. And as Alan coached us in the Saturday workshop, look for an area where you have maybe some strong emotions. They might be strong negative emotions, or they might be strong positive emotions. But an area in your life where your emotions are telling you, I really care about this. Find an area that you really care about and you're like, boy, it sure would be nice to know what the Holy Spirit would have to say about this situation. So identify an area that you want to be led more by the Spirit. Secondly, ask the Holy Spirit to say, Lord, lead me, help me. Short phrases of tender affection. I love you. Talk to me. Help me. Show me the way. And then thirdly, get still and stop analyzing. Getting still sometimes takes a while. So however long it takes for your soul and your mind to get still, Get quiet, shut down your analyzer, and then number four, make your request as a yes or no question. Just how can I bring this thing to the Lord in a yes, no, or either or way? Find a way to ask him a yes or no question. And then listen and discern. And like this is how I'll do it. I'll just say, Lord, if it's a yes, let my spirit be inclined this way. If it's a no, let my spirit be inclined this way. Holy Spirit, lead me now. I think you're going to find that he wants to lead the children of God. My kids are adults. They're grown now. And when they come to me and say, Dad, I'd like your perspective. I'd like your wisdom, your input on this situation. 
whenever they ask me that, it's not very often, but when they do, I usually have this kind of a response. I'm really honored that you would ask me that. When you ask the Holy Spirit for his input on the ordinary things of life, you are honoring the Holy Spirit. And he has said in his word, those who honor me, I will honor. If you think that today's message has been about how to make better decisions, maybe you've missed my point. Because what this message is about is how to walk more closely and intimately with the Holy Spirit. How to include Him every day in small decisions. I think you will find that if you come and just ask, then quiet your heart and listen. Yes or no? If your experience is like mine, I think you're going to find he is eager to lead the children of God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless this word to every person. I'm asking, Lord, that as various ones take it home and do the homework and actually sit down with you to hear from you and receive your direction. I'm asking, Lord, that you would give to them the affirmation of sonship, that you would lead them in a way that would confirm to their hearts, I am a son of God. I'm asking, Lord, that you would lead them into a greater fellowship with the Holy Spirit, a tender, affectionate partnership with you. Lord Jesus, I'm asking that you would teach every one of us to find our own cadence and walk with you as we seek to strengthen our partnership with the Holy Spirit. I bless you now to the grace of Jesus, to the love of God, and to the koinonia, the partnership, the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit. And I also felt that as I was preparing for this weekend, that the Lord was saying he's going to be healing someone in their shoulder this weekend. Receive now from the grace of God. Give him your heart. And I invite you as Daniel and the team leads us in worship now, I just invite you to respond to the Lord and tell him, I want a more intimate, responsive, close partnership with you, Holy Spirit. I want it every day. And I'm asking you to lead me into this. In Jesus' name, God bless you.